Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. I have an extra pleasure this morning, and that's to introduce Raul Perez. He was here a short time ago. A long time ago, he was here a long time. And he has been such a tremendous influence, a great influence on this church. We just thank him and praise him for his ministry and his ministry that he is doing right here with us. Uh, he's an associate pastor at the Rochester Spanish Church. And, of course, we all remember him when he was in here in March, just a short time ago. He's been ministering upstate here on this district for 30 years. I'm sure several of you know Raul and when he served as an interim here in the in the mid nineties. Join me in welcoming Raul back this morning. Thank you, sir. Good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful morning here in Springwater and and in Rochester, too. It's really nice all over the place. The whole world might be in trouble, but we're doing okay. I think so. (laughs) You invited me again. That means two things. Or you are really desperate... Or I did a good job last time. (laughs) I don't know. I do have been praying for your pastor. And uh, he touched me, I believe, Friday or Thursday. And just before he was testing me, I was praying for him. So, but I am very, very sure that he's going to be fine. And that you're going to have your pastor preaching pretty soon. That's our faith. That's a declaration of faith. Hallelujah. How many believe that? Yes. So my message this morning with God's help. It's very, very simple. It is so simple. You don't even have to take notes or anything. Or you can do it. You can take notes. Okay, no problem. Yeah, okay. But that's how simple it is. <laughs> and you know how sometimes uh, we preachers, we have like three points, and sometimes we have seven points. And some preacher, 
they have endless point. <laughs> I was in the church the other day, and somebody got out of the church, and I, I you know, I kind we kind of follow the person because I don't know, maybe the person has a pain, stomach pain or something or whatever, <laughs> to help him, and he just said. The preacher who was preaching, it was not me, he said, that guy is going all over the place. I cannot follow him. (laughs) I think that this morning you're going to be able to follow me. Because I only have one point. One only point. That's how easy I'm going to put it for you. Amen. Lord, here we are. Oh, what a beautiful songs and the meaning of them and how they touch our hearts again and again. Help us to, to preach your word this morning. Help us to share what's in our hearts that you have put us by the Holy Spirit. We don't pretend anything, Lord. And just speak to us this morning through the preaching word. Lord, heal someone this morning. Lord, call someone. Lord, help a family this morning. Help someone that is undecided about things of life and about your service, whatever that would mean, even if it is something very simple, just help that person this morning. We worship you this morning. That's why we are here, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm not going to start with a passage of the scripture and I want you to, if you know the Bible and I think many of you know the Bible very well please don't tell the person next to you who that person is who I'm talking about can we have that deal huh say yes okay <laughs> because that would spoil the message then <laughs> we're going to start asking a bunch of questions And some of them uh, might not be related to you whatsoever, but I am very sure that at least one of them is going to speak to you. Have you ever been left out? Or do you feel like you have been not included in certain circle, in certain social circles? Maybe at the church, maybe uh, at work, maybe in the neighborhood, or anything like that. Uh, Just last week I was talking with a couple, trying to help them, because they came from Puerto Rico. They moved all away, because his family don't care, don't like his wife at all. The father, the mother, nobody. And they just move out. He said, well, let's head with it. Let's move to the United States. Wow. Do you feel like you have been cheated about something or someone? 
Someone has discriminated against you for some reason. Have you ever feel like no matter what you do, others are always ahead of you? And to put it in another words, others never or hardly notice you. Perhaps your case is not that dramatic as I'm putting it over here. But let me say this. Do you feel like you could have done better in life? That you deserve better? That you should have a better luck? Maybe you're thinking that you never can reach your full potential. That something or someone has always been in the middle. Or perhaps you had the feeling that your, your talents had been half wasted. Sometimes I think about that myself. But then I said, well, I'm not that good really. And that you really haven't had the the chance to share those talents, those gifts with, with the people, with someone that you love or with the community or with the church. We can even get somewhat philosophical about this and ask ourselves, what is the destiny, the main mission, the purpose of my life? What is, what is really that thing that I must do or I must to continue do to, fight, to find fulfillment in this life? Just some months ago, a person that I'm helping to be a disciple of Christ, I like that thing a lot. I'm, I'm, I, I know I preach and I am an associate pastor because when you are an associate pastor, you don't have to be in your church every Sunday, you see. <laughs> so that person told me, Raul, I don't think I know what is my destiny, what is the pur- purpose of my life, what is my mission. Of course, you cannot answer that question for any person. It's way too personal. You might try to say something, but is that something between, between the person and God? That is something between the person and Jesus Christ, between the person and the voice and the teaching of the Holy Spirit. However, I knew him very well, and I knew very well that he was doing fine that he was doing well so I said to him just keep doing what you are doing because I continue sometimes without you expecting it without you really knowing that it's coming your mission Your destiny, your purpose in this life is right there, boom, right there in front of you. 
You just need to trust, to pray, to obey, to be faithful, to love others, to cheer, to think, to read. And most of all, you need to listen the voice of the Holy Spirit every day. You know, probably the last five or seven years when I start praying, I'm, I just don't start like crazy, you know. Oh, God, I'm right here. Help me with this. You know, my, my daughter and my son and my grandchildren. You know, immediately look at the church. Lord, what's happened? And the, the pandemic, like crazy thing. I said, I need to slow down this thing. And just start maybe silently to see what the Lord has to say to me first. And then when I finish, always, without exception, always, I just stay there quiet for minutes and minutes listening the voice of the Holy Spirit. This very message that I have here today it took place like that. You know, there's preachers over here, you know, that we struggle. You know, I've been preaching since I was 13 years old. I've been preaching. And still, when I come up here, my legs shakes, shakes like that all the time. Because this is a serious business. This is, this is a privilege. It's an opportunity that the Lord give you. There's nothing in this world like preaching. I'm telling you that. You just don't take this lightly. You, you have to pay attention to this. There was a man who lived 2,000 years ago. And when Jesus was doing his ministry, he believed in him. He became his disciple and followed him from the beginning to the end of his ministry. For example, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, he was there. Now, I want you to help me to preach this morning, okay? So when I go like this, you say, he was there, okay? Let's practice. He was there. Yes, and you can say it with a loud voice. <laughs> but don't do it if I don't tell you. <laughs> when Jesus started... Preaching repentance in Galilee. When Jesus selected his twelve, his twelve apostles, he already was a faithful disciple, but he was not chosen as one of the twelve. 
When Jesus healed the sick and cast out demons out of peoples and and helped the poor and multiply food for the hungry. He saw the whole thing. When Jesus said goodbye to Galilee for the last time and took off for Judea and Jerusalem to die for you and I, he was there. He went with him. This 80 miles from Galilee to Jerusalem and he walked the whole entire thing with him. When Jesus was made the triumphal entry into Jerusalem as the real king. Because Jesus is the real king. When he did that. Okay, you're doing kind of okay. (laughs) When Jesus was eating with the, the last supper with his 12 disciples. When he was betrayed, when he was arrested, when he was sentenced to death and nailed to the cross. When he died for your sins and my sins. There is a great probability that he was around there and that he saw Probably from distance, the whole thing. However, it is 100% sure and truth that after Jesus' resurrection, at the third day, he saw the risen Lord with his own eyes. I like that you still have Jesus is risen over here. And Jesus is alive. This is not just one thing. This is something that happened. And forever and ever we believe that Jesus Christ is alive. Hallelujah. He saw Jesus alive with his own eyes. And last, well maybe... The day that Jesus was taken up to heaven, he was right there and he saw the whole thing, Jesus going up to heaven. In addition, we know for sure as well that amongst the 120 that gathered together in the upper room to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, he was one of them. We know that for sure. This man received the second blessing, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, this man. Not only he was with Jesus all the time, but he was there the day of Pentecost and he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what that is, ask your pastor, ask your leader. They can explain you the whole thing. 
Now, given the information that we just share about this person, please allow me to speculate a little bit. Because you know that we preachers, we speculate a lot sometimes. We have to do it. We're not lying on anything. We're just speculating. And that's okay. Because he was a human being. There's no question about that. Like he was a human being. Just like you and I are human being. And it is hypothetically possible. Wow, that's a big word, man. I practiced that one several times. It is is possible that once in a while, some thoughts would come to his mind, such as, why Jesus did not choose me as one of his 12 apostles? Have you ever been in a church election or, or if you are a politician in a <laughs> politics election or, or whatever, a club or anything or something in the community, probably church election where some, you only get five votes and the other person get 95. Have you been there? <laughs> are they all against me? <laughs> I was in a church election one time. I think it was a district election. I mean, I belong to everything in the district. but (laughs) And, you know, I had such a few votes. (laughs) Such a few votes that I said, well, next time I'm going to vote for myself. (laughs) Have you ever voted for yourself? Okay, where we were in this thing? He was there. He was there. I mean, he might be thinking, Judas before me? This guy is a crook. This guy is all messed up. You know, Jesus chose Judas? And what about Peter? That guy was crazy, totally crazy. And emotionally unstable. Why do they choose that person and not me? That guy is crazy. Hmm. Plus, one time Jesus called Peter Satan. Wow. Why Jesus did not invite me to the mountain of transfiguration with the other disciples? Why he did not invite me to eat at the last supper? I could have been in a corner there. Of course, we need to stop or you would not invite me again. (laughs) Just for the sake of time. But I want you to understand with me this morning that given the fact that we live in this imperfect life, in this imperfect world, 
that all of these type of thoughts are possible. You know, I started a church one time in the Dominican Republic. Oh, that church was growing so much. And new people, it was a new neighborhood. Never, no evangelical church has been established there ever of any denomination. And we started this church and uh, wow, I was having so much fun there. And people would start coming and we had Bible studies and, and we already had to look for a new place because the new church was growing. And one day, the district superintendent and the main pastor from the main church who was sponsoring the church called me. And I said, oh, what did I do? I was kind of young at that time. This is really serious. And they call and they just plainly explain to me that I need to move to another place. So this, is, this was a denomination, was the Assemblies of God. I've only been in two denominations my whole life. The Assemblies of God and the Church of the Nazarene. That's it. And they, the churches don't vote for their, for their uh, pastors. They just, the district superintendent just bring it in. That's it. It's like a mili- military thing. And I was not married at that time. I didn't have any children. I just wore all by myself. And then they said, we're going to bring another person. And this person... Oh man, this guy was so dressed so nice all the time, shining shoes, and you know I put this today because it was kind of cold, but I'm getting hot of it already. But and he had his wife and two children. I mean, like the perfect family. And I say, what's going on here? I've been discriminated because I don't have children. Because I'm, I'm single? That's, that's what's going on over here? That's what I'm thinking. You think those things sometimes. But they told me. I didn't tell them that. I just was kind of like a good boy right there and everything. And they said, no, Raul, Raul we're going to put you in charge. Or starting churches in the whole country. You're going to lead that movement. That church today has more than 600 members. And they went out to throughout the whole country. My job was to pray with a team and pick a place and find pray for someone that would come and start a church and then assist that person. We visited more than 70 small towns and cities in the Dominican Republic. And many churches came out of that. But let's go back to this unknown disciple of Jesus. I'm almost done. If this would have been the case, having this type of thoughts, this is a possibility. 
evidence indicate that this unknown disciple of Christ probably would have rebuked this thought. Rebuke this feeling. And that he probably would have said something like this. I follow Jesus. Not because he gives me or would not give me a position. I follow Jesus because he loved me and now I love him. I follow Jesus because I belong to his kingdom, to the family of God. And because I work for his kingdom and for his church. And because blessed be the name of the Lord, he knows what to do with my life. This, of course, is the right attitude. Why? Because for this man, this disciple who walked with Jesus from the beginning to the end, but he's never, he never was mentioned in the whole entire New Testament except one. And by the way, his name is not mentioned for that matter in the entire Bible. For him, I repeat, for him, the Lord has a master plan. The Lord has a plan or had a plan for his life. And I want you to listen to that. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. The Lord has a plan for you. In spite of very low profile. I mean, nobody in the Bible can have more low profile than this person. The Lord had a specific call and a specific mission for him, even though he never knew it. In my notes over here, it's a conclusion. You see, I'm almost done. (laughs) But by now, I really need to tell you who this person is. Otherwise, you're going to get me out of here. His name was Matthias. Oh, that's a difficult name to pronounce for me. In Spanish, is Matias. When I say one, two, three, you say it in Spanish. Matias. One, two, three. Matias. You are good. And very smart people. (laughs) Matthias. Am I saying that thing right? And the only mention of him in the entire New Testament and and in the whole Bible is found in the book of Acts. Chapter 1, starting in verse 15. And we're going to read that, all of us. Please, 
Oh, it's right there, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's not there yet, but it'll be there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I, I didn't do the thing right. So we're going to read verses 15 through 17. And also verses 21 through 26. We're just going to read it. Okay? At chapter 1. It's coming or not coming? It's there. It's there. Oh, I'm seeing that one there. And that one is not doing very well. Okay, got it. <laughs> Give it a round of applause to the technician over there, please. Do that. <laughs> In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared on our ministry. That's simple enough, right? I'm not going to have to say anything about that. Then we jump, jump to verse 21. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us. Notice that. Matthias was with Jesus all the time. Beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. I mean, the guy was right there with Jesus. That's a big, huge thing for a person. For one of this must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsavas. I don't know what happened with Barsavas, okay? That's not our subject today. Maybe I know that will be another message. <laughs> also known as Justus and Matthias. Una, dos y tres, Matthias. Then they prayed. Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us with which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry with Judah left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lost. By the way, that was the last time in the Bible in the New Testament, that this method was used. The last time 
casting lot. From there on the Holy Spirit did the whole thing. Lead the whole thing. And the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the eleven apostles. Wow. Unbelievable. Isn't it? At the end, he became one of the twelve apostles. Right at the end. For three years, he was just there following Jesus, being faithful, not being in the spotlight, just trusting him day by day. Because that's what we got to do sometimes. Just trust him day by day. But at the end, the Lord showed to him his mission, his destiny, his purpose in this life, in this life. We're not here just to to go to heaven. We have a purpose right here in this life. In this community. In this world. Doesn't matter what's going on. We have a purpose. And that is my only point. This is the only point of this sermon. Trust your full life to God. Spirit, mind, and body. He knows what to do with it. You know how sometimes people say, I don't know what to do with my life. Now, I deal with people all the time. And you might think that teenagers or college students are the ones who are saying this. Oh, well, I don't know what to do with my life. Believe it or not, the people who are saying this are 55 plus. People who retire and all of a the sudden their life is so empty that I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know about you. I have retired like four times already. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> the other day, <laughs> my son found one of his uh, high school friends. He said, did your father retire already? And my long son looked at him like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> because, I mean... <laughs> Even the, the headquarters of the Nazarene church asked me and said, when are you going to get your $2,000 out of here? Something like that. <laughs> I retired from Kodak. I, I worked there for many years because I've been what they call a bivocational ministry. I have always worked all the time in the ministry and whatever. I don't care about working. You got to do what you got to do to support your family, Right? 
You got to be responsible. I read, then I, I went to work for Ibero-American Action League. Have you ever heard about that? Huh? It's, a, it's an organization in the city that helps people and with housing and all kind of that. And I, man, I was there to, uh, working with handicapped people, mentally ill people, helping people with a bunch of stuff. And I retired from there too. Well, let me tell you something. Every day, every week, every month, every year, the Lord called me for something else. I'm working right now in a trip to Africa. I'm working to start a church, another church in the Dominican Republic. And I'm, I'm an associate pastor and I do all kind of things there. Everything that has to do with teaching, I do it there. And I preach there sometime. And wow. I don't know what to do with my life. I know what to do with my life. Because the Lord. Hallelujah. Is in control of my life. Hallelujah. I can only talk about myself. I don't know about you. But I can only talk about myself. And if you don't know what to do. Tell me. I'll find a bunch of stuff for you to do. And it doesn't matter what others think about you. And it doesn't matter what life has done to you. It doesn't matter. Yes, it hurts sometimes. It hurts. But it doesn't matter. But the good news is, and the truth is, that God loves you. And that Jesus died for you. And that he has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. A special something. He got that for you. And he might be preparing you right now. Not because we have any merit. We need to clarify that. We don't have any merit. Sometimes I ask myself, why I am doing this? Why me? Not because we have any merit, but because for some reason, you are special to him. For some reason that we don't understand. You are very, very special to him. At this point, I would like to read Jeremiah chapter. This was a long conclusion. <laughs> I shouldn't have read, write that thing down there. Well, we're almost done. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, verse 10 and 13. 10 through 13. I don't know if I put this right. Also, we got it? Thank you. Jeremiah 29, verse 10. This is what the Lord says. The Lord is saying this. When 17 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my God, my good promise to bring you back 
to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart. Of course the central verse there is verse 11. But I have read 10, 12 and 13. Because almost everybody knows this verse. Verse 11. I mean this verse is all over the place. I mean, you open Facebook, the verse is there. You on a TV or to hear something, the verse is there. And thousands and thousands of messages and sermons have been preaching from, from this verse. And it is so inspirational, this verse. The prosperity, the, the hope, the future, the plans... And everything. And it is okay. I'm not saying you should not take that verse for you. That's fine. That's okay. But the issue is. That we entirely miss the context of this verse. Completely we miss it. Because before the good part would come. There is training there's trials and there's time sometimes. Did you hear that? Before the good part would come, there's trials, there's training, there's time in between. And then, of course, there's the praying, the calling upon the name of the Lord. I call that the three T's. Training, trials, time. In the case of Israel, it was going to be 70 years. Wow! 70 years. Some people read the verse and they think, Oh, I'm just going to become a millionaire in two months. I'm going to become, the Lord is going to prosper me. It took 17 years of captivity in Babylon. For Matthias, his training was spending those three years close to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because sometimes that's all we need for the time being. Meaning before we see something really clearly. Just stay Close to that Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know of course. What your case is. But the Lord knows. And he knows your life. He has something special for you. And he's probably preparing you right now.
And it doesn't have nothing to do with your age or your condition. I am sure about that, that it doesn't have nothing to do with that. Because the kingdom of God is not necessarily about too much big things, shows, spotlights, little kingdoms, and, and nothing against. You know, all those churches who had 10,000 people, nothing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But sometimes the kingdom of God is not about that. It's not about the known being the number one. Sometimes it's about being humble, waiting on the Lord. It's about small and rather significant things. And actions. And I know. That it doesn't have nothing to do. With age. Did you know that. That the people. Entering into the ministry. During the last. 20 years or so. And keep on going. Are not the people from 18. To 49. Are people from 55 plus. Rafael Luciano, it's a man in my church. Well, this is my church too. What I mean is where I go, okay? And he takes care of the church two and three times a day. He cleaned the church. Sometimes we come Saturday Eight or ten of us, and we help him to do a huge, big, huge, what they call it now, deep clean, deep clean, and helping. And he's, he's so happy, and all of that stuff. He cut the grass, and once in a while, if the bike on cleaning breaks, he fixes the bike on cleaning. And oh my goodness, he's only, he lives like one corner from the church. He's so happy doing this thing. And I mean, I had never seen him in the pulpit. Never. Actually, he sit down all the time back there. And, and we, I mean, they had to vote him into the, the board of the church. Because the guy is so humble that, that, that the pastor said, this guy got to be in there with us. But he never talk, he never say anything and I think that he's there just because the presence of the Lord within is so real that that's a good thing and one day I am in the office there working in the computer doing things and he come to me and he said Pastor Raul did you know, by the way, he's 73 years old. He said, Pastor Raul, did you know that I found my mission in life? Did you know that? When he started saying that, we both already had tears in our eyes. He said, I am so happy. I am so glad. Well, this is the other part of the story. 
Raphael spent 35 years cleaning schools in the Boston district in Massachusetts. Supporting his family. And he said, Pastor, sometime I would say, I'm not a stupid man or anything. And, and he's not. He knows how to fix a lot of things. And he said, sometime I would ask myself, why I have kept this job for so long? Cleaning the schools and and doing vacuum cleaner and the maintenance people would take him aside and say, Raphael, this is how you fix this vacuum cleaner. This is how you, 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 do, you get this boiler going and all of that stuff and that kind of thing. And he learned all of that. And he said, Pastor, I always ask myself, what is it with my life? What is it that I have to do Really to find fulfillment. So I know that the Lord. I'm doing something for the Lord. Well. His daughter moved to Rochester, New York. And uh, you know. He and his wife. There. Is, is the most amazing. And humble woman. That I can that I ever met. And. She's been sick. All the time. And she hasn't returned to church after the pandemic yet. A lot of trouble, a lot of things. And she's a family of missionary people, all missionary. This woman, his, her life is totally dedicated to the Lord. So they move to Rochester, New York. And one day, boom, they came to visit our church. And he just, they just started there. Very quiet. And one day he said, I think I know what I'm going to do. Because the pastor was keep on telling every week, ah, who is volunteer to clean the church? And it was in the bulletin board, volunteer to clean the church. And you know about that, right? And he said, I think the Lord has called me for that. I have learned so much from this man. Because he 100% is sure that he has found his place in life. In this life. And that's all he does. He just cleaned the church. (laughs) This is nothing about being big. Or having a big things. This is about just being there. Just like Matthias. Waiting for the right moment. When Jesus called you. When the Holy Spirit called you. Please stand out for me. This is in my bones. The gospel it's right there for all of us. The call of the Holy Spirit is right there for all of us, each one of us. I'm telling you, that is the truth. Lord, help me. I just, I just want to follow you, Lord. And to listen to the voice of your Holy Spirit.
And I pray, O oh Lord God, that that will be what you put in the heart of my brothers and sisters, whether they are children, teenagers, or adults, or senior citizens. It doesn't matter, Lord God. You know that it doesn't matter. Just help them too. That doesn't mean that they're they're suffering or anything like that, or they, they don't have things to do. You know that. But just help them and help all of us. Thank you for our pastor, Nathaniel. And we prayed again in the name of Jesus that you would heal him, O oh Lord God. Restore him. If you need prayer, if the Lord has spoken to you this morning, just raise your hand. Everybody with their eyes closed, please, just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else this morning? Lord, thank you again this morning. And touch the lives of the people of this church. And you know what you have spoken about to the people that they raised their hand this morning. Lord, our whole life must be all in for you, oh Lord. We're just going to give you glory and worship you, and trust you, and keep close to you, O Lord, and to seek you with all our hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit this morning, to the glory of your name, O Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry that it was so long, even though it was only one point, okay? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.